Hello, hello. Welcome to the King Heroes Journey podcast. My name is Beth Martins, and I'm so excited to having having uh, to have the Weaving Spiders Welcome crowd with me here today. We were, I was concerned StreamYard wouldn't fit us all, but I think we're going to fit just fine. And I see Michelle's already in the chat. Welcome, Michelle. And uh, I don't know what that might be code for. Should we hang on the fins? But but the guys in the background here might know what that means. <laughs> And I'm going to go live on Rockfin as well. There is a link in the chat for anybody that prefers it over there. Uh, I'll just, since the guys are, are listening, I will let you know that I am on borrowed time here on, on YouTube. <clears throat> so if you can talk in gibberish when you want to say something real about, you know, that the algor algorithms like to pick up and, and uh, ding you for... <clears throat> take my chances here regardless. And uh, yeah, come and say hello in the chat if you're there. I can see people are on Rockfin. So welcome to Rockfin. It's great you're there. Alrighty. Well, without Michelle's here. Welcome. Nice to have you here. Fantastic, Michelle. And feel free to share this out. I know I am pretty shadow band on not on not on Rockfin is I think the only place we're also on X by the way. So if you haven't had a chance to go over there. You're not on there. I had a really hard time finding SB on, on uh, X. I don't know. Maybe you're not there anymore. And we got a flat Earthship bear or Earthship bear, not the flat one. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you as well. And Joy is in the chat just listening today. I love these guys too. Yeah. And that's what inspired me. I'll just let you know that um, I do have an idea that if there's a next lifetime, I'm going to be a comedian. I might I'm not going to do it this time, <laughs> but I love people who are very free with their humor. And I've seen the evolution of the weaving spiders welcome over time and how just beautifully fluid everything is. And there's, you know, you guys can pretty much keep your mics open unless you're hacking up a lung or anything like that. <clears throat> and uh, without further ado, I'm going to bring them. Oh, Billingtono is not first. All right. But you're here. So that's really important. I love that. All right, so we have, uh, in no particular order, S.B. Alger, who helped me set all of this up. Oh, and he's still closing his door. Sorry. Just, uh... Well, my dogs just started barking, so here I am with uh, hopefully muted pug noises and not full volume pug noises. Yeah, I don't hear any pug noises at all. <laughs> and we have Jim and Rachel Madden. Is that fair to uh, say with the same last name, you guys? Yeah. I know you're married. It's official. Congratulations. It's official. Very good. And it's maiden. Maiden, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I was so not mad, but made. <laughs> made. made in the shade. <laughs> Very good. Very good. And we have the Honorable Benjamin Balderson here. I miss you. I'm glad I get to see you this way. I kept thinking about you over the last couple of days. And also Alan Marcus. We might have, we might get a visitation by another, and I believe Andrea might show up as well. If Jim's uncle is John Madden, then we're going to have to talk shop and football tonight. <laughs> Talk about how well they sports. Nice. We, love, we love all the sports. We're really yeah, athletic. Here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're huge sports fans. Awesome. Mostly what we talk about on Spiders is football and basketball scores, the betting lines, um, you know, what, what, whether or not we think the fix is in, you know. Well, yeah. Why not? Yeah. Well, that's 
I don't think Karen B would be watching us as often as she does if we talked about sports very often. <laughs> yeah, you lose, you lose me there too. Exactly. Welcome, Karen. Happy New Year to you as well. Lamb Chop is in the house, full house. Yeah, exactly. Uh, ball worship, Stacy's saying. I missed that uh, association, but uh, you're so excited. It's going to be a fantastic show. I agree. All right. So without further ado, would you guys like to introduce yourself just in case there are people on the stream tonight that are not familiar with you and the work that you do all together? Maybe we'll save that for the last if you want to introduce your own selves and we'll make you guys bigger this way. SB, you go. Okay, looks like I'm always first, huh? Um, <laughs> well, uh, Alger, Alger does make you first at school. You know, you get called on first because you're at the top of the list. So, uh, my name's Sean. I go by SB online. Um, me and uh, Jim, who you see, well, in my picture, he's to the right. Maybe for you guys, he's to the left. Uh, years ago, um, after a flat Earth debate I had on the internet, me and Jim got the live streaming bug, and we started a show called RX Only Picture Show, um, which since has been uh, semi-retired. We haven't. Had an episode for a long time. Beth was one of our very last guests. It's probably been two years, three years, but uh, you can still watch the reruns on my YouTube channel or if you just type RX only picture show. And that's probably what I'm most well known for is doing that work with Jim. Um, I also, you know, play the guitar and sing and make art. And uh, uh, sometimes I offer coaching services similar to Beth's. I was certified under her 2019. And um, that's that's the most thing for me. You can find me at sbalger.com or on the Weaving Spiders stream every Saturday. Uh, Weaving Spiders webs. If you're if you're looking to subscribe to the show that we're all a part of, it's Weaving Spiders webs is the name of the channel. Weaving Spiders welcome is the name of us as a group or the show proper. So, and I'm going to hand it off to Jim. Jim, you're next. Wow, that was great. Jim and Rachel, you kind of you kind of helped out. Uh, that way, I don't have to be redundant. I was on the. Uh, RX Only Picture Show with S.B. Alger, man, the myth, the legend. And uh, then I think with another guy named David Barsky, we started doing the Weaving Spiders Welcome Show right about 2020. And uh, that's how a lot of a lot of us came together. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, Alan, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure, I was hoping Balderson would go first because I think we're going right. superiority or seniority. What's the word? <laughs> <laughs> Your wish is my command. Oh, what exactly. Am I senior too? Are you calling me old or something? <laughs> <laughs> Not a fucking senior. I don't get discounts. Jesus. <laughs> well, if you ask nicely for them, they'll grant them to you. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know me, I'm uh, Benjamin Balderson. Um, I, I came up separately from these guys. I do, uh, alchemy and, uh, off gridding and whatnot. And, uh, after, uh, I've been doing this for a number of years. One day the, uh, weaving spiders hit me up and, uh, asked me to come on and had one of the worst ever. Um, <laughs> and for some ungodly reason, I kept coming back. I don't, I don't even know exactly why, but it, it got much better from there. <laughs> and now they're, they're, uh, they're my best friends that I spend basically all my social time with. And, uh, I wouldn't do it without them. And I don't really, uh, do my own thing that much anymore. Um, I've been doing more interviews again lately, uh, Rose was just talking to me again this morning. I'm on uh, a lot of bigger shows like Crow and Freeman Fly and 
all over the place. Uh, Tinfoil hat, you name it. <coughs> but uh, I just spend my time with the spiders now because they're the best. So <laughs> we love you, Baldy. Yeah, we love you. We really do. All right. And Alan, so you. I kind of joined late to the game. I saw SB and Jim on their streams uh, years ago, it seems, so long ago. And then catching up with Balderson, seeing him on his streams and listening to him on Crow Triple Seven Radio and all these legends and watching Beth years ago, I was just thinking, you know, we want more of that. What can I do to make more of that so that these guys can just talk freely? And we can make sure that the stream streams. And when we say every Saturday night, we mean every Saturday night, right? Every single Saturday night. Well, that's how we got to know each other really well through all the trials and tribulations of other guests and, and thinking that we're going to have the best guest in the world and then setting it up and then just like going through the stream and like, not understanding what the pace needs to be for for a, a, a is it a one hour stream or is it a six hour stream oh how do we cut this off so it's been a live studio recording every saturday night and sometimes it's great sometimes it's not the most well-produced stream but it's entertaining for other other reasons so for having fun as friends and streaming that that's probably the best there you go. Awesome. Well, nice to meet when you. When we figure out who the producer is, we'll get, get, have somebody to blame that shit on. But and we just don't, <laughs> we don't know. Yeah, we we intend to send out a group email when we finally designate somebody as the actual producer. Right. You're like the freedom convoy that nobody knew what the, who the leader was there. We're not. Yeah, that guy's mind. in trouble though. We've got we've got grievances on how things have been run. There's some production issues. <laughs> Letters have been sent. <laughs> yeah, right. we're ready. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the ancient tradition is to blame the guy that's either not identified or not here. So, yeah, the producer really has, uh, well, he's done some good things, but he's also screwed us over pretty hard. So, you know, we have a bone to pick. I don't assume the gender of the HR department. I think they're all great people. <laughs> oh, yeah. And because we are on YouTube, we will be careful to use mm -hmm. our encoded language. We understand what you mean that, uh, you know, things can be insinuated, hinted at, implied, even with a uh, with a gesture, you could uh, imply something. So we, we uh, comprehend that because uh, we know what it's like to be under the duress of uh, YouTube hanging a strike over your head and saying, hey. In 90 days, you'll be down to only one of these. Yeah. And so I'm, be good, you know. Yeah. And I'm two out of three, and, and they've already threatened that the channel would come down. So I we appreciate do, it. We do yeah. have mudras that could be confused as gang signs. So sometimes, <laughs> sometimes we do a little bit of this. Sometimes we throw up a little bit of this. It's like spider puppets. <laughs> yeah. Right on. I love that. This, this is the most common. That's the... That's the spider wave, I guess. Ah, okay. I'm getting the secrets here. So talk to us about spiders. How did how did this become first first let's go with the spiders? What was the what's what does that mean for you guys? Well, I think the original idea was uh the Bohemian Grove uh sort of mantra. Weaving spiders not welcome here. And ah being anti all of that stuff. We thought we'd flip it around and call ourselves the weaving spiders. Well, how smart is right. that? And that came from Barsky, right, Jim? That it was weaving. Bar. There's a big sign with an owl on it outside of Bohemian Grove that says weaving spiders come not here, I think is the exact That's quote. It. 
And so I'm pretty sure David Barsky, who was the one who initially had invited Jim to get back on a stream and start something up. And um, David's been absent for uh, on and off for a few years now. He'll pop in sometimes, but he's doing other things. And um, uh, that was his idea, I'm pretty sure, was the weaving spiders are welcome, you know, instead of just a, do the opposite of whatever Bohemian Grove is doing, which, of course, I agree with, because if you've read anything about Bohemian Grove, you want to at least remain neutral to what they're doing, if not do the opposite. <laughs> yeah, indeed. <laughs> indeed, exactly. Uh, someone dropped Freeman Fly's name. I think it was Ben earlier. I just want to let people know that he's coming on on the 8th and I'm working on a new project in case I forget to talk about this on the archetypes of controlled op. I have been obsessed with controlled up. <clears throat> Not like I'm such a great researcher, but I've tapped into some good researchers and discovered that uh, using one phrase controlled up for all of those people isn't accurate, that there is actually very distinct. I So far I have six archetypes and I'm talking to all kinds of experts about that. Are you guys familiar with, um, what is it, unseated something? <clears throat> uh, let me quickly see, what is it? Matt unseated. No, I don't think so. Okay, so he's a must-go-to if you are similarly obsessed with controlled op as I am, uh, and especially in Canada, because there's there's more you know that's not in Canada, but but he's able to pick that apart and show a whole bunch of stuff. Now I I have to watch his whole channel for like a hundred hours. The unseeded like a seed that you plant. Uh, no, it's unseated with a, a C E D E D. So yeah, I'm still trying to decode the name. Off the Interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So and it turns out that this is actually a really big subject for Freeman. He loves it. Who would know? Because he hasn't he doesn't really talk about it at all. And so that's what we're gonna focus on. Uh, so, so basically, it's just a rewording of secede. Uh, something is a, you know, like where you break away from the country as it as mm -hmm. opposed to seed, with seed being a root word, so it's almost like a just kind of a basically the same word. Yeah, that sounds right to me. Yeah, that's, that's the problem that. we run into so often with independent people doing things independently on their own, not understanding how to market it. That's why I just went alanmarcus.com. I think anyone in any language can pronounce that pretty simply. They understand .com as a website. I just say, that's my name. That's my brand. That's what we're doing. And I post the links to the spiders streams there. So it's <laughs> easiest for everyone to find them. Right on. That's how he uh, spelled it. I managed to reach him today and he's going to come on for an interview as well. So, that's and yeah, yeah, I am. I, I'm like a kid because I'm interested in it's something. It's an interesting name. Like I said, I, I, I would, I would assume it's similar to, to, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, he's on YouTube, so that's that's where I found him. Also on Facebook. I just subscribed. Right. Welcome to everyone on Facebook. I always I always fail to to say that we're there. Got uh, somebody here. One of my buddies from X, so that's great. I'm glad you're using the chat and everything, Mr. Ken Novirus. I recommend following him. And so let's talk about weaving. What's the weaving process? You guys use that word a lot, and it's you know fairly fairly so, obvious to me. But you go. So seed is to surrender possession of, to yield or grant. Interesting. Yeah, so that makes sense. So he's not, is... he's not yielding possession or granting. Ah. So yeah, he's saying, he's saying that he's undoing that, that while he had done so before, he has undone that. Right. I am I'm going to take back what I granted you. 
Yeah, and instead of telling you what a weave is, we're going to display what a weave is by starting with a word. And now the rest of the show for five hours is going to be <laughs> talking about seeds and unseeding and how you might want to be a man who saves his seed. And then I could get into the magical aspects of mm, fluids. That weave went off the, the deep end pretty fast. So, I mean, I, I don't remember who first said it, called it a weave. Um, but, uh, you know, the idea that we're spiders on a web and oftentimes, I mean, what you mentioned, Beth, uh, that if we get the stream flowing properly and the weave is weaving along, then it seems like everyone's able to interject, interact without stepping on each other, very rarely with any argumentation or, or uh, what we call soapboxing. And I would say that that's the essence of the weave is that uh, just like Alan said, you bring something to light. You digress on it without disagreeing and also without interrupting, ideally. That's amazing. Well, it's a, it's a ahead, conversation with friends is what it turns into. Is because if when we're all together and we were all together in Vegas, I hope some of you got to stop by and hang out. Um, but it's like that in real life. When you sit down together and you start talking about these ideas, it's it's an art party in your head. You're going to start bouncing it off of each other. Oh, this made me think of some ancient god this made me think of this word this made me think of this conspiracy this whoa and it just opens door after door after door but the thing is and the trick is is that even though your mind can go in a million different directions is to bring it all back into one cohesive thing and i think that's what one big blanket yeah we do it pretty well one big <laughs> by the end web. we've made a new shirt <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and that's what it makes it genuinely intelligent, not just, I don't know what the word would be, because you can have a lot of fun like a toddler and never thread back and come, you know, make a circle with the whole thing. But that's what you guys are, have learned to do very, very well. It's the sportsmanship where we're setting each other up for slam dunks. Perfect. Right? Amazing. You're giving all your secrets. Yeah, I've never heard that analogy, but I would agree. The alley-oop, they call it, right? Either a good assist or an alley-oop, you know. Alan will throw the ball up close, and maybe if I'm doing well, I can uh, – well, I would need a trampoline if I was going to do a slam dunk. But <laughs> I, <laughs> Longer arms. <laughs> <laughs> and we're diving into sports ball, so. Goats on <laughs> trampolines. <laughs> nice, nice. Welcome, TJ. All right, well, well now we got the um, – the basics out of the way. If you guys aren't from, if anybody's here and isn't familiar with this podcast, this is the King Hero's Journey. And it is modeled after the Hero's Journey where we all are set up, you know. So it, it's a good example how instead of being in competition with each other and talking over each other and being the one that looks the smartest or the funniest or whatever, that you're you're actually in this process working together for our good. And I appreciate that very much. So you're in the right place if you like strong, outspoken, you know, often men, but for sure women, the king is not exclusively masculine by any means. And uh, that's actually one of my favorite subject subjects, in addition to, uh, you know, making fun of everything that's happened this year. This is how I get my news, by the way. Just want no pressure. <laughs> I'm a little tuned out. I have a lot of uh, obsession and interest in my own world, my own life that is relatively big for me. And uh, yeah, so what was I? What was the first thing? Anyone about remember? the news and current events and things. 
Yeah, there was something before that, but we'll just let it go unless it reoccurs. We'll come back. The we call those the, oh, the, the hanging chads. Yeah, they always come back, those hanging chads. Yeah, the Sometimes masculine. they're pregnant yeah. chads. That's a reference pregnant to Pregnant chad? Well, yeah. this was, this was a democracy at some point, but then it became yeah. not a democracy. So like the governmental organization structure of how we're doing things is so loose and free-flowing that we were mocking the idea of having to remain on the topic. So what people may have not considered is on a Saturday night when we start a stream, we have to decide on a title. So we do everything in reverse. So we start with a title predicting things that might be relevant but then by the end of the stream they may or may not but with our mental gymnastics ability we can make it all work in the end there you go i create everything like that you start with the title you're you're guessing that you have the content and uh and then it always magically appears to be the case uh so i did remember what i what i was thinking to talk about is the masculine and feminine I know Ben and I have talked about this at length. We don't have to go on and on, <clears throat> but just, you know, how you're seeing, we got a lot of gender bending going on. Our uh, prime minister today announced that there's going to be tampons. And um, what is the other stuff they would put for women free in the men's bathrooms? I don't know. It was in, in a particular place. I can't remember where, but it's just like, how embarrassing is that? <laughs> <laughs> Like really, where do you start? There's gonna be so many kids that get hazed. With that. There's just no doubt. So there's gonna be so many kids that just come out of a bathroom with tampons jammed all over them. That's what I'm thinking. A male restroom; those tampons never leave the restroom. They all clog the toilets. So unless we're making more jobs for janitorial staff, I don't know what the purpose of this would be. You can now, that is a good transition, though. You can unclog it with a cherry bomb. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the point: is to prove that boys will be boys. Yeah, I know a guy that got mad and dumped quickcrete down the uh, down the drains and the toilets in his house. He said they had to condemn the place, so it could get worse than a cherry <laughs> bomb. <laughs> that'll do it. That'll, that'll fix it. But yeah, my I would cut, say but that, that's actually. My cousin ahead, caught man. a five-gallon bucket of box elder bugs and then took and put them on the toilet since put saran wrap over the tops and all this in the school, filled all the toilets oh, man. in the bathroom with the box elder bugs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> box elder bugs still freak me out, even though I know that they're friendly. You know, they've got they've got an aggressive uh, appearance to them. You know, could work with the government to agree that that's installation art and to preserve it for all time and put yes. a little plaque in front of it. I think that'd be brilliant. But yeah, how how uh, the the feminine applies to the king, that kind of to me, there is a an upward and affirmative way to look at all this stuff. Whereas it seems like what they put in our face is always inverted, and more and more absurd, and strange. You know, at least to most people. I mean, I know lots of people try to be polite and they go along to whatever degree they can tolerate. You know, but I mean, to me, the idea to imagine that um that people who were born biologically as men are in any way menstruating other than that they're playing along for themselves or whatever benefit they feel like they might get from it is just silliness, right? Like that's pretty absurd. That's pretty far out. I mean, uh, but to me, I would push that over to what you said that, you know, that the King is not necessarily masculine and that you've had a lot of female guests on this podcast where it's the King hero's journey. So you're looking at the, the Joseph Campbell type hero journey and then, narrowing it down to the niche of the sovereign or the king 
but then also saying, hey, that doesn't have to mean a man, you know, so I'd say there's there's room to speculate or question there of what, you know, obviously I have some ideas of what it means. We, I think, you know, the most obvious thing is that all of us have masculine and feminine within us. And I know that Balderson covers this extensively, you know, that he understands a lot that we may be born with a body that's one way and we may embody both masculine and feminine, but everybody's got some surplus and some deficit i guess in my opinion of both you know like you've got it's just like experience points in a video game or something you know mm -hmm. and it's not synonymous with the queen like so sometimes people will come in and they'll feel uncomfortable they want to call me a king but they realize i'm a woman and they don't want so they call me a queen it's like nope that's not it that's not the one i don't <laughs> want you to call me a king either that's not the point but if you're going to call me anything go for king because it's it is it is a more masculine energy, like actually willing to be out there to say the stuff, to take the hits, to you know deal with whatever kind of fallout. Or uh, as I'm preparing this archetypes of the control dot, like I'm interviewing people and and they're giving me long list. I say one archetype and they go, Brrr, they give me a long list of names that fit, mm -hmm. and it's how I'm telling that I'm able to say it's real. And I'm, I'm imagining, am I actually going to come out with this? I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to or not. The names, I mean. <clears throat> Certainly the archetypes. Do it. Am I going to let people you know, fill in all the blanks themselves or am I going to put myself on their chopping block? Well, it might be we, we, uh, to go through queen, especially because a lot of these people see themselves as queen. You know, like for, for whatever reason, that's what a queen is. But when I see those, those figures, I don't think that's queen energy. I think you might be a little skewed into king energy with the performance art and the shock value art, which is what a lot of these topics are, they're shock value. And I personally don't care for shock value art. It's like, I get it, you're mad. But, <laughs> <laughs> ooh, look at us, you know? But that's that's essentially, you know, what we're talking about is those, I don't wanna to say toxic, but I just did. Um, those more negative points of the king, I would say. So it, it might be worth it to dive into what queen energy is um, and why you'd prefer to be seen as the king in your energy and what a queen is and what a queen isn't. Right. Yeah, that's uh, I didn't fully prepare myself for it, but it, it is so different. Um, you know, queen being, of course, with the feminine, feminine and, and that mother energy. And there's always the light and the dark side. And so you know, kings, we have a lot of uh, examples not around here. We have more examples of benevolent kings, but out there we have more examples of tyrant kings. And it's the same king. It's the very same template. You're just making different choices on that path. And then with that feminine, you know, it's 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 more in the mother. You think about the evil queen. Is it, is it, I'll, I'll actually, I want to, I want to um, think about this before I, talk too much about it because <clears throat> i haven't focused on the queen at all maybe i have an aversion to the queen could be, could be. <laughs> well you started that way the the <laughs> women and then uh came to some kind of epiphany and changing over because i remember that was the subject when we when when we had you on our only picture show and ironically uh you were encouraging people there's a test you can take on beth's website that gives you an archetypal like an overview of where you are on the archetype scale and um like three or four or five of us took the test and almost everybody came up king so it's funny that we've come truly full circle 
you know, because that's how I first got into your work was uh, you came on the show and then we did that test and I was already looking at your stuff. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to sign up and do some stuff with this lady. You know, so, there you go. the King, King Hero's journey started for me with that test, I think, you know. There you go. I but, love that. That's awesome. Yeah. So anything more you guys want to say about, you know, just how messed up it is, how you can't, apparently so, you can't say you're a woman anymore. That doesn't, I, that doesn't I, I, think, I think that it's so far afield at this point that people have no idea what the, what the, a masculine figure or a feminine figure is supposed to be like. <laughs> and it, it, they've consistently replaced what's masculine uh, and what's feminine in order to suit what they want. And it's just not true. Like, like something like sitting around drinking beer, there's nothing masculine about that. That makes no sense. Or, or, or watching sports ball. Like I'm, I'm actually very athletic and I'm good at sports. I don't watch sports on TV. I've got other things to do, like maybe go play sports or something and not sit on with a big old belt belly, just guzzling beer like i'm not sure why that's a masculine thing in any way shape or form um but uh on the same token like the the feminine's gotten very skewed also um like one of the things christy's had to learn throughout uh our relationship is like for women the being providing that loving home being that loving mother that is the feminine energy that's the good one and that includes having cooked a, a very good meal that's something that's usually homemade and the fact is a guy will go out and it's this interchange because i'll go out and kill myself damn near you come home and if Share, there's a good meal and like some cookies or some cake or something that's homemade with some milk. Like, oh my God, you know, all the guys in the house are are laughing and smiling. And on the same on the uh, same token, if that's not the case, at the end of the day, when you've killed yourself all day, you come home and it's not like that. Then then it's why did I even fucking do this? Now you're pissed off. Now you know it's an entire different energy you know you come home she's sitting there she's done nothing but played on the internet all day you know there's some there's something you can chuck in the microwave like we don't have a microwave no <laughs> my wife did not. um but it, it's it's a very uh uh symbiotic relationship and the on for the feminine energy that's that's the loving mother the guy provides the home and I think that's where one of the things society really gets wrong is that uh, you're supposed to build a home together. Bullshit. Bullshit. I, you build the home and then she comes and fills it with love. And so, that, so that's not Christy in the background pounding nails? <laughs> no, that's not Christy. <laughs> it's got to be a pit bull tail. I'm, I'm, I'm betting $100 it's a pit bull tail. Pit bull tail. No, that, that, was, uh, that's, uh, that actually is pound, pounding uh, staples underneath the house. Oh, got, yeah? Uh, yeah, we're trying to. Uh, uh, so I just put in, uh, I moved my electrical box into this, this side, side edition I put on. And 
now that that's all sealed up and everything, I put the electrical in there and now I'm changing out the electrical in the house and the bathroom's got no electrical. So like at night you got to shower and stuff with a flashlight or go to the bathroom with a flashlight. And yeah, yeah. Like that's half the house. There's little, actually little, little uh, stickers all over the house that during the day charge up. And some of them still work. A bunch of them still work even where they're little stars and moons and things to try there's no light in the house for navigation. <laughs> you, so you have to yeah. navigate indoors mm -hmm. by the well, stars at Baldwin. Yeah. Baldwin, I, I hear what you're saying, but I think it's proving the point of simulation theory because now you're acting as a sim in that video game that people like to play Sims one, two, three. I think they're in the fourth one now, where you have that little green arrow above your head and someone is moving house pieces around as you're trying to do a live <laughs> stream right. the bathroom might move during during the, i didn't know you could move an electrical box and still have your power on no the bot he's just running a wire i moved the box right. and now now that that's different and i put in a, a full-size box we can put in the different power he's not moving he's the box Ben's an electrician so no one else is going to be moving the box around just because no. he's actually an electrician Unless you're the daughter of an electrician. So here's something I would like to say <laughs> about this, because I come from a family of really active women. And I say active very specifically. Like if I throw out zodiac signs, you'd be like, oh my gosh, those people can't sit still. So, I mean, their last name was Carpenter. Okay, well, let's just go there. So there is not a thing in my mom's house that she hasn't touched or been a part of. If anyone's going to nail anything, it's going to be her. If she's going to use a staple gun, it's going to be her. Why? Because women are creators if she's in her home and it's perfect and it's loving and it's great she's going to find a project if you're not doing the project she's going to do the project because she is a creator and a lot of women i'm i'm on instagram now i resisted for a long time you're welcome for duck content um and that's what i see a lot of is all these women doing all these projects and they're like oh it's a, i'm so masculine it's like no this is why are we talking about this because it's a perfect opportunity for the most feminine women to have a voice and say, you know what? That's not a masculine thing. I am the most feminine woman and I will go dig a hole right now and plant a tree. Why? Because I'm a creator. It's not, it's not just the nurturing. I plant the seed. I water it. I pick it. I do everything about it. I prune it. All of it. You're involved in all of the process. And where men and women come together is doing those projects together. <laughs> it's like Jim mm -hmm. and I paint. We build things. We move stuff around. I mean, <laughs> it's very much co-creation. There are some things that we're used to saying that's more of a masculine task. The woman's job is in the home. And currently people are like, oh, the home, that means whamby-pamby, blah, blah, blah. But it's work. I watched my mother do it. I watched my grandmother do it. Now I'm doing it. It yeah. is work. Mm -hmm. It's a workout. It's There's, a workout. Yeah, <laughs> You're yeah. not leaving your dog 20 times a day doing your curls or doing squats. You know, <laughs> what are you doing? Don't complain to me. <laughs> I, I, I agree with a, a lot of what Rachel's saying, but I also think that they've truncated what women do down when back in the day, like even something like chopping firewood, that was a woman's job. You, the guy hauled in the trees and cut them up, but the woman would go out and chop it. My wife loves chopping firewood. It's not hard. And and actually, every guy that ever comes out here, when they first get out here, they think that's the manliest thing to do on the farm. Like, that's something you have the little kids do, dude. 
And, <laughs> you know, like, and even milking the cows, there's a reason they call it, called it a milk me. Mm-hmm. Like there was the, the tasks and the tasks that were, that the women did were a lot larger, but then also like men had more home tasks that were way bigger. Like when, when I, when you say women are going to do that, well, she might be chopping the end process, but I'm going down and cutting down an entire tree, bucking that tree down, hauling it through the forest, stacking it up over here, all these things. And then going out, like dealing with cows, bulls, the, the cow, the, the cow is trained by the time it gets milked. By the time it, you're a milk, milk mating it, that thing's been trained. I've already dealt with the bull. I've done all the nasty things. Like <clears throat> there's a lot of really rugged tasks that just are not something that gets thought of for most people anymore. They, they, they're so disconnected from, from normal life from, from normal survival that they just don't get those things. And so what's well, all been you know, done already. That's just it. We live in a, a society that's established almost completely. Yeah. We're not, we're not homesteaded. We're not going West and you know, Hey, the, the, the wagon broke in Arizona. We didn't make it to California. So we're going to set up here. We, we can't repair the wheel. We're going to, this is going to be our homestead. And then you start to hedge out your area and lay it out. And to me, Ben, it falls back to the idea that uh, the the woman naturally, you know, even the anatomy of a man and woman, the man's anatomy is on the outside. It's symbolic of him going out into the world. He's the one that has to go farther and do things to create commerce or get a job or get resources, bring them back to the house, that supply them to the, and the house is the whole homestead, you know. That's not not the house itself physically, but the whole homestead. And then the woman will uh, will take those things and develop them further into something comfortable. Because like the meme that we all see on uh, on the internet, uh, that the the fee, you know the man is happy with a cardboard box turned upside down. It's someplace to set your keys and your pistol, and you know, and your glass of water to take a drink. And I guess for most men nowadays, also you need a thirty or pardon me, 70, 80 inch TV and a video game you know, in a mattress laying on the floor and that's good. Right. Like, and if they hung up anything on the wall, then that's a miracle. That's also decorating, which is actually bleeding over in, into the, to the feminine side. Whereas there, I would say there is some truth to that, you know? Well, yeah. it seems like more and more people really forgot what it is to work as a team and to work these things out betwixt themselves. You know, it's not so much, you're the man, I expect you to haul that log. Let's do it together. And if we come to the conclusion, like, obviously, you're going to have to pull the, that log. Like, let's get real. And I think that's part of the issue when you have people choosing all these genders. It's like, okay, you can be whoever you want. If I'm going to ask you to do a task, are you capable? Okay, you're a man, woman, whatever you are. Can you lift that? Can you move that? It, what is your body? If you're going to be mixing up your body, you're going to be messing up your skill set. You've now injected yourself with so many hormones. Can you real? Do you expect me to come to you for counseling? Are you going to be put together enough to tell me anything? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. what, what can you do now that you've jacked with your body? If I put you out in the real world, because if the only thing you're going to do is wear makeup and clothes and whatever you think a man and a woman do, then then I don't know what you're here to do. Do you know what you're here to do? And I think that's really the root the root of it. You know, what are you here to do? This is the body that you're here to do it in. 
there are a lot of things I can do in this body and there are some things I cannot do in this body. Mm-hmm. And that's what it comes comes down to. I remember so much of my childhood being about body positivity and loving your body. And, and they're still trying to do that while simultaneously telling people, but if you're not happy, then, then it's, it's fine. You don't have to be happy in your body. And it's like, well, why did we work so hard to be happy in our bodies? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's been it's, all my time. <laughs> it's, it's part of the mind fuck. Like that's, that's the whole, you know, tampons in the male bathrooms. It, it, it makes you just want to short circuit. Right. Like if you can't contain the absurdity of it, you can't rise up into the humor of it, then you're just going to like, I can't deal with it. I'm going to pretend I didn't see that. Yeah. It's just at this point, since I've I've had to deal with the medical industry and I've always asked what my pronouns are, I'm just going to start owning my femininity and be like, my preferred pronouns are your highness, your ladyship. Like, Nice. You do not refer to Mademoiselle. me this way. <laughs> yeah. I'm stealing this, but my, my pronouns are they lied. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just going to say it was funny watching the chat because Rachel's talking about feeling good about yourself and Lee over there's like, I have an 18-inch bar. It's not the length. It's how you use it. And I, I don't know if these two things correlate at all or not. When the tree is that. four feet across, an 18-inch bar is not cutting it, no matter how, how you use it. That's just how it is. <laughs> and your lady's going to love whichever chainsaw you pick. <laughs> it makes you happy. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, see, I don't want to run the chainsaw, but that doesn't mean I can't. But I don't. I prefer not run the chainsaw if that's okay. I took care of a Jippo logger with a broken neck for twenty years on and off, and everyone in his family was injured from logging. And to me, that was the light over my head. Like you know, maybe I don't need to to do any logging. Maybe you know, his dad was missing his right eye. His grandfather had. Uh, almost all of his fingers on his right hand missing and the man I was caring for had, had broken his neck in a logging accident. I'm having like, this oh, vision in my mind. I held up is like a motorcycle engine, a large, a fairly mm-hmm. good sized motorcycle engine with an extraordinarily sharp chain whipping around it. And yeah, it occasionally, you know, especially when you're out in the in the forest it catches on something it hits a rock the trees themselves and this is super interesting i have one of the craziest stories because of this trees they suck up rocks they suck up whatever mm-hmm. it's oh, yeah. really weird metal like, I've got a, i got a friend that lived on an old highway and like there's a tree that like 20 years later the highway was abandoned all of a sudden parts of the tree started having pieces of highway sticking out of it and whatnot asphalt that were still together like what the fuck and literally when i was in prison one of our things was we had to we had to maintain the about the old psych ward and at the psych ward it was a catholic psych ward so there was a cemetery everybody in the cemetery was either a nun a priest or a or a patient the patients had these little little just tiny blocks with numbers on the top and then the priests and the nuns had fairly extravagant markers well somebody left this tree for too long and didn't notice it and it grew in between these graves and the tree literally sucked up the headstones and so these headstones 
were sticking out the side of this tree and nobody would go mow for like 50 feet wow. around that tree. Nobody would go near that tree because it had like headstones sticking out of it and stuff. Just crazy. But with all that said, that's a joy to find when you don't see it and you're che you're chewing through it with a basically a motorcycle engine just and all of a sudden you hit something like that. It's all bad. It's all bad. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. No, that's what happened to my buddy's dad that the saw kicked back on him. Yeah. There's something in there, you know, there's a railroad spike or something. They used to they used to spike the trees too. So there's people that you know there's booby traps that were set 50 years ago that are waiting for you, you know. Exactly. I have a quick tree story because I work at a farm in the summer and they offered that my son and I could come and cut a tree down that uh, they're just volunteers that grow all over the property. So there's no shortage. And uh, so I'm thinking through this and I and I ask him, would you like us to bring our own saw? And I'm thinking chainsaw. Where do I get a chainsaw? <laughs> and uh, he's like, oh, no, we got a lot of saws around here. And then um, <clears throat> so we get there and he hands me the saw and I'm like, are you you mean I'm I'm doing this? And we get to the tree and it's like you know, this big around and I'm going, oh, this is going to be hard. He, he put the tree and he put the saw in my hand and I'm G -g -g oh, done. <laughs> it's over. But I had uh, I had visions of the chainsaw. Like, <laughs> I have tree farm experience. And the joke I'd always say is this is a tree farm and nursery. This is not an adult daycare. There are a lot of dangerous tools on the farm and thinking of the chainsaw I, I was always reluctant to take a chainsaw and then go play with it it's a dangerous tool and when rachel's saying that she was reluctant to join instagram and all of these sort of social media platforms well i see those as tools like chainsaws so if we're giving young people a smartphone with a camera and access to an account and saying go play with it well, what are they going to do with it? They're going to begin to explore the boundaries of what they can get away with. And when it becomes such a visual culture, then they can create any identity they want. So then there's the, the aspect of the makeup artist genre of person. It doesn't matter gender. Anyone can wear makeup. Anyone can wear ridiculous costumes. And then they get all the instant validation for posting a picture of their superhero outfit. And they feel like they're playing some archetype of awesomeness and they're getting that validation with the likes and the comments and people are resharing them and then they get into the i'm a content creator so when you wake up in the morning with no other purpose in life but to feed the content machine that's the tool that we haven't figured out what to do with it yet and who created the fake book timeline idea of, I'm gonna give all my personal secrets, thoughts, feelings, and emotions out to the world, to the databases to be figured out and played around with. And if that returns us to the topic of the psychological operation field, well, that was the open air asylum right there. Fake book, Facebook, Twitter, My, MySpace, Friendster, all of these social media platforms where people didn't understand, what am I doing here? Wait, I'm promoting myself. So now I've become not a person, but a brand. And now I'm my own business and brand, and I have to sell my own merch, and I have to make my own content. And we've gone a few years since then, and here we are with 
adults who are still like 16 year olds creating their identity in a Dungeons and Dragons game. And here's my identity and it's this LARP, this live action role play that continues where we can't tell if someone's being serious on the internet or if they're being sincere or if they're being ironic or if they're being a hipster or if they really dress like that. Does their mom and dad let them out of the house dress like that? Yeah. <clears throat> that brings childhood memories. My mom would say, um, don't go out dressed like a hooker tonight. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> like, hmm. It's a gentle oh. way to put it. It's a gentle way. <laughs> yeah. Gets well, the chessboard. <laughs> yeah. Queen gets around on the chessboard. She can move <laughs> yeah. in any direction. That's right. Yeah. Maybe yeah. she should dress like a hooker. Oh no. Well, you know that's how Dolly Parton got her style. She said that she fell in love with. She thought that the town trollop was the most beautiful woman she'd ever seen. She said she never did let the lady know, but that that was her idea of wearing those wigs and uh, you know, kind of accentuating the already well endowed bosoms and red lipstick was because uh makes me think of that song remember that song i like my women just a little on the trashy side you guys ever heard that yeah. one? it's a great song <laughs> they're yeah, wearing but... their clothes too tight and their hair is dyed <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that's it's funny beth because uh i would say that that kind of um parental uh let's say what call it coaching whatever you want to call it <laughs> that typically that doesn't work you know, like you have to, you have to coach your children in the affirmative. If you say don't, to me, you'll always get the opposite of don't. And I would agree with Alan that now that doesn't only apply to t teenagers and children. It applies to almost all of society because we've all been encouraged to remain in some kind of infantile mindset. And I'm not excluding myself. I'm as addicted to social media as anyone else. And, you know, if you think I don't pose sometimes for the picture twice before I uploaded it, then you're naive, of course. I mean, it's I, if I'm if I'm going to opt in, then I'm opting in and I'm participating, you know. <clears throat> of course, I mean, you guys follow me. So, you know, I also sometimes don't think it through at all and just post the most strange random thing you could possibly imagine. But, um, of course, the algorithm likes that the best. I tell everyone it's a neo-Dadaist, neo-Dada. Dada was the art movement before surrealism. Mm -hmm. And it really is based on absurdness. You know, it's making fun of all of life and society and the world through through creating absurdity. And I tell people that everyone is a neo-Dadist now and they don't even realize it. Like, it's just, we're stuck in this, like, what is, the, if you don't get it, then you get it. That's what I tell people. You know, if it seems like it doesn't make sense, then you're, you're on the nose. You've got it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, real quick story about the don't thing as um, I'll, I'll never forget this and I'll never live it down either is uh, there was some poop on the sidewalk and I, I told my son, don't don't step in the poop. <laughs> right. <laughs> like immediately. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that taught me. Definitely. Yeah. Anyone that's done driver's training knows that they teach you to look away from where you're crashing. If you're crashing, you, you're looking, you want to, you have to train your eyes to go be, you know, you steer the opposite direction of where you're sliding and you look in the direction you want to go. Cause otherwise you go in the ditch naturally, you know? Yeah. That happens. So well, don't and point. Don't hit that tree. That's right. <laughs> what are you going to do? You're going to hit that tree. All of your attention is don't hit that thing, but you're looking at it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, those poor babies when you're screaming, don't run on the road, and they run right on the road. Mom said, run on the road, for God's sake. That's right, run on the road, run on the road. <laughs> yeah. We only hear the last uh. few words you say anyway, so. 
<laughs> that's it. That's it. Yeah. Some people say God thinks in those pictures too. So you also can't give God that I don't want this. I teach people how to work on their goals. And if you have what you don't want in your goals, then that goal ain't going to work. I don't know if that's true that God thinks in pictures or how you guys might see that. Well, well, I think it's true that whatever we want to consider the cumulative unconscious or the subconscious or influencing whatever is on the other side of the veil, uh, that it's symbolic, not ver it's not words, you know, the words have become so diluted in their symbolism. The letters in the alphabet used to all be a picture of something and then were also assigned other aspects, you know, then they get a sound and their shape becomes kind of redundantly uh, plain because of writing, but really, you know, it used to be that this was the shape of a man or a woman or a stream or a cup. And so those symbols translate into the other realm. I think um, not, you can't emphasize anything in the negative. You can either the thing is, or it isn't, there's not a, you can't say, I don't want, or, you know, I want less these, this, this kind of thing doesn't translate to the other side. I'd like to hear Ben's uh, input on that. What he thinks. Yeah, me too. I think everything's the all. And I think that uh, I think that we are uh, fract we are fractals of the gods before us and which is further fractals of the more elemental powers, which is a fractal of the all father, which is a fractal of the all and the all mother. So I think that I think that as the all figures itself out, the way it's doing is by by fractaling down and things, yes, do, as Sean said, become diluted uh, and start losing their power in some ways. But then they gain in some ways also. Uh, so it's 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 interesting. You know, we become less intuitive with things. Uh, but then some would then also say that the way that we can describe things in language now, it has a beauty that it didn't have where it, the language before was more simplicity and relied on in, intuitiveness. Um, and I think that that very much is kind of like the, uh, that Kurt Vonnegut show, um, movie where, uh, everything just starts becoming mediocre. And I think then, you know, that's the end point of almost everything because at some point you get a machine, all machines have ever done is make it so that way it something's accessible to everybody. And now it's not just masters doing it. So before that, it was a couple people that were masters doing something. And then now all of a sudden, a bunch of people can do it because they've got equipment to make that accessible to them without having the skill that those masters had to have. But then everything starts becoming more mediocre and more mediocre, uh, less of this grand thing. And I think that's just the nature of things as, as that's working its way through its cycle. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Nice. 
Hello, John. Nice to see you. And Michelle, said, I think it all circles back to we are energy and so is everything else in this realm. And um, I, I often say intention is everything too, not to discount what you're saying, Ben, but that, you know, what, what your what your actual felt meaning is matters a lot. And we can throw around words all day. <clears throat> but, you know, just a low example with my son again, I remember instead of like yelling at him and getting mad at him, I would, I would still be mad at him, but I'd be doing in a really sweet voice. <laughs> and he's like, no, mom, I get it. I still, I still, I'm hip to your tricks kind of thing. Oh, I have to actually really be sweet and kind. I get it now. <laughs> On the topic of intention, did you hear the story of the poster in Vegas during the Flattoberfest period of time? No, lay it on us. Well, this, the story of that being, I think SB first put together a meme image of Balderson riding on a donkey with solar panels attached. So we were all planning to attend uh, this past October 2023 uh, event in Las Vegas together, a big meetup. It's a Flattoberfest. We were inviting all of our viewers to join us there. Now, we had the intention of creating an image, a poster, a piece of paper that we could hang around, kind of like a band promotion poster of some kind, just to let people know that we're here, we're in the area, this is our YouTube, our Rockman, this is what we're doing, our presence is being made known. The intention that I had set for that was knowing the history of Balderson going to a different festival the year before with his transportation issues and the energy was just such that what was it you were at a hotel and just a car rammed in the lobby you're trying to cross a train track and the whole thing was derailed so it's just this hero's journey epic quest of just going to a site to meet other people and have a conference or a convention or something so that was very difficult this year i wanted it to be smooth and easygoing and relaxed. So I went through our telegram chat to find Art of Balderson because he's the main speaker on the stage. So we're, we're there to support him. And the tension with this image of Balderson on a donkey was not a religious symbol, but people maybe had that connotation with it. The idea was <laughs> the intention from my perspective was Balderson would travel through the desert to Vegas and back home safely on reliable transportation. I was making the art and I was just reliable transportation, reliable transportation, reliable transportation. Say it three times, set the intention, put it on, send the PDF file to Jim and Rachel so they can approve it and then print it out in a hard copy form. I don't know if it was a sigil. I don't know if there's magic. You guys can argue. You and knew it was a sigil and that it was magic. <laughs> but I never thought of it, but I think, you know, you might have imbued a little bit too much power in that thing because uh, Balderson's truck vanished in thin air, and then the next one exploded into a fireball. I believe it. I believe the the truck, the vehicle, turned into an animal and walked away. I don't know that <laughs> ever prove that it was ever stolen or driven away by hooligans in a Grand Theft Auto Las Vegas video game idea. I think it transformed into the animal that we set the intention. Turned into a donkey and wandered into the desert, huh? 
It, it did so seem to be now. very prophetic because I lose the, I lose my good truck. And by good truck, I mean, it's not like it was pretty or anything like that. It just Reliable. kept running all the time. Like, it was not like it was nice. <laughs> Karen. And then, like they said, I get the, the community uh, donated and helped get me a new truck, which was just, wow, uh, amazing. And I get this new truck and I'm just so happy. And it's even four wheel drive where my old truck wasn't. Uh, still a 7.3 diesel thing was just awesome. And then that that thing, there's there's a lot of uh, uh, conspiracy talk about vehicles when they burn up and what will melt. And that truck turned into a fireball so fucking fast. I could not believe it. Like we barely got out. I didn't, we couldn't get everything out of the truck and we just got that truck. Like I, I did save the, there was the flat over stuff was in there and the, I did save that. Um, but the, yeah, our dog tags, some other things like that were still in the truck and it just went whoosh. And every, the inside of that truck melted. There's not a steering column, steering wheel. You couldn't tell if that thing's a manual or a automatic, the turbo completely melted just a puddle uh just wow and that happened in in a matter of just minutes um we barely got away from it they literally our one dog because we have two dogs that travel with us all the time they, they were there at flat oberfest um they uh they uh that's their safe place. So they kept trying to jump back in the fucking truck. Like, so now we're also <laughs> fighting with dogs trying to jump back in this fireball of a truck. Oh like, what the hell? Oh man. And yeah. I managed to save my hay. And then the firemen come and they spray the truck. And then the wash from that goes right into the hay. I was like, serious? You serious right now? It just totally ruined the the hay. Yes, I got hit by a dew. I I it was it was I was up in the mountains with the forest around me, and it it, it put on a Klingon cloak, and it it melted some bricks also around me. That's you know that that is Karen B's favorite show is anything with melted bricks in it. And it was truly trying to melt bricks, but I got in the way is what was happening there. And that was my fault. Yeah. I should stay away from the alien AI that melts bricks from the bottom up. Like. <laughs> Does anyone know what that reference is about? Um, but it was blue just because uh, I've got a, I, I have a blue vehicle and I just got hit in a parking lot. Some moron. Like literally, there's no reason to back straight out and kaboom, just like, you know, didn't didn't do a, a shit ton of damage, luckily. Nothing to his truck, of course. It's just a steel bumper. <clears throat> and and I was told that like don't get blue cars. It's too late for that. But uh Well the the thing was the theory with the more recent uh the direct energy weapon thing going on in the state of Hawaii 
was that there was allegations that all of the people's uh, equipment and things that were not perishing in the fire and were not allegedly under attack. Uh, there was a particular color of blue that everything was painted. And then they, of course, people start to put two and two together and they show that how some lasers are not igniting uh, this color of blue when they're touching it. So then it becomes uh, the, the conspiracy uh, a la carte like, oh, they've got blue on their roofs and on their houses and their vehicles because they have foreknowledge and they're avoiding the the attack. Yes. You know, like Oprah painted the, her house blue like within six months before those fires happened. So well, the oh, Oprah Winfrey did? Yes. Yeah. I mean, the thing I mean, Her really, having foreknowledge really of a direct energy weapon attack is the least accusation you could make against that woman, Thank in my you, opinion. Karen. It's, yes. it's, it's the blue man group. Those guys... Now, they are, they've been ready since back when I, in the nineties, baby, before nine 11, they were on it. They knew. <laughs> I can't believe they're still around. Dude, they are. I couldn't believe it either. We were just recently in Vegas and yeah, that's just like, I was, in fact, I think Sean and I had this conversation right before we had the conversation about how we should maybe wipe our butts on Gene Simmons, big tongue thing. And it's like, <laughs> urgh, urgh. Gene Simmons. Yes. We got to change their, the topic or I'm going to start swearing. Yeah, but, but it was their last concert again. As human again, beings, yeah. as humans in the flesh, <laughs> playing their own instruments on a stage. They're going to go the yeah. ABBA route and become holograms and then license their image as a hologram, as a band to play bar mitzvahs and birthday parties and weddings privately as a hologram. No, I made a special meme when I saw that. It's a great big, you know, I took one of my trippy pieces of art and I made all capital letters with a shadow and a stroke around it. And it says, yeah. fuck Gene Simmons. And that way, when people start talking about Kiss, I just post that in the comments, you know. I usually get lots of thumbs up. You had that already. Yeah, yeah, I know. I made it. Like, okay, this is needed. He's got that thing in the holster, baby. In the holster, you know. (laughs) Very good. All right. Well, what that meme that John made originally was to make fun of, as everybody can see. I have, I actually have two internets currently. The one that's sucking balls right now that everybody can see. I'm behind, and then this other one, and it's supposed to be a a blue when it's on. That one don't work at all right now because. We have like eight clouds or something. And so like none of the internets are working, including Elon Musk's Starlink is the one that's kind yeah, of working. Right the original now. joke was that Ben used to have like seven routers randomly distributed across his property. And he would run around with his phone to try to stay on whichever one had enough of a feed that he wasn't completely roboting out the whole time. And then if... Uh, if they all failed or whatever, then he would have to go reboot a bunch of them. So that's the whole uh, the whole meme was Ben on a donkey with uh, solar panels because he's trying to get, you know, he's trying to get a signal so that he can figure out how to finish his thought about whatever uh, weave he was uh, woven into. The meme <laughs> seems to be a, a Michael Bay Transformers film. I believe was was what the meme was, something like that. <laughs> Well, now I'm starting to think that meme is a lot more powerful and dangerous. Maybe we should put that thing in a in a lead box. Hmm. I've been just talking about dead. Just yeah. <laughs> we should bury it for a spider's scavenger hunt. Oh, yeah. great idea! <laughs> Geocatch. Yeah. And wait and see who gets a free truck. 
until the scavenger hunt becomes a remote viewing session where people have to scavenge yeah. in their mind to find out where it is, write down the GPS locations. <laughs> um, they, that, that they show people carrying these blocks, which is just absolutely insane. Like for building the pyramid, like a whole bunch of people started carrying shit. When in history did people carry heavy things? Like, I'm thinking about just start. I have my one bull that let me ride him. He actually will walk up behind me if he's trying to be a shit and put his head underneath my ass and flick me up in the air and I'll land on his back <laughs> just sit there anyways. And yeah, he's a shit like that. Um, and it's Vidar is his name. But I'm thinking about just riding him around and then you use oxen. And I looked it up because there's that whole thing. Everybody's like, Oh, people who built this with buggies and carts want two oxen, which is an oxen is just a milk cow or a steer, which everybody had their own milk cows back then. Two oxen can carry, uh, I think it was like 25,000 pounds and the pyramid wow. blocks are only 5,000. Mm -hmm. So each, so just two oxen would carry like five of them fucking things. And that was on a sled. That's not even on like a nice wheeled device or anything. Like, come on now. Yeah, everything's like day here too, Billing. <laughs> when I moved here, I had a frog ass. Now I almost now I'm less now, now I have like a normal ass. I'll have like a cocoa ass in like two years. <laughs> That's all it takes, folks. That's why we call him Badonkerson. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And Mountain will do that to you. <laughs> Good fun. So, what are the, some of the dumb things I missed this year? <laughs> well, oh, that's a go. Yeah, I forgot we're we're reviewing the year. What did we miss? Well, with Oktoberfest, <laughs> one of the interesting things that I heard was the uh, Oakland Raiders moved to L.A. and now that to, to Las A's Vegas, also, yeah, to Las Vegas, and now mm. the Oakland A's also are. And they say that's part of when Vegas got so violent uh, and so nasty is when the when the football team arrived uh, that the violence there was a severe uptick in violence. Um, and like I said, the the hotel we were at, they said that the limo got stolen and they've stole the limo to go steal from a construction site because the limo was big enough to carry things, which is why they think my truck probably got stolen. So that's just crazy. They're just they're robbing everything around there now, um, and it's it's like that here. But you know that's the mountains. I, you didn't know that they're doing that down in the cities. <laughs> there you go. Well, I've, I had no idea. Pay attention to sports ball. No, we 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 talked. We made a joke at the beginning, Rachel, that we right weren't going to talk about it. If I didn't live right outside of the Bay, I would have no idea. I don't watch either of these sports, but when, you know, two made, when all the major sports teams, I, I don't know if they have basketball or not. I don't even know, but it seems like that's basically got to be basically all you lose two major sports teams in one town. That is a town that I have to go to occasionally to go get things. Uh, Cause that's, that's where all the imports come in. And trying to get things delivered out into the mountains, as Stacy Sunshine can attest to, is horrifying. So occasionally I have to drive down to the bay to get things, which usually means I'm going to Oakland. And now when two giant teams leave, 
that's a ton of money. Um, that's a ton of money that just left that city and a ton of jobs that were not just for the stadium itself, but then based around it and around the tourism that comes with the different sports teams, because that's different seasons. And all of that's gone in a town that was already pretty hostile and destitute. And so like, I just heard literally the day my damn truck burnt down, the guy who gave me a ride to come go meet Brian so we could go back and get Christy and the dogs. He said, yeah, right. Uh, he said that the FFA, his kids in FFA, for anybody that doesn't know, that means Future Farmers of America. Um, they went down to go to a regional tur- you know, event and they were in Oakland and a cop stops them. And then they realize it's not a cop. And there was a huge robbery going on. And they had fake guys wearing fake cops with fake cop cars, the whole nine. Like this whole wow. huge thing going down, down in Oakland. And you look at all of Southern California, like it's a crime spree down there. Like if you don't have, if you don't steal a thousand dollars, they don't even report it and it doesn't count. So people are just walking into stores, smashing cases taking taking a you know cigarettes whatever as long as it's not like yeah, i would say that's something. definitely something that was popularized this year was the idea that uh, quite a few places are changing the laws so that um it's in favor of the shoplifters which i don't i've never looked into their logic there of why mm-hmm. they would do that i mean of course all of us have somewhat of a conspiracy bent so then the reason is obvious that they want things to become chaotic and maligned and not you know no one to feel safe or comfortable even just going to the to the store but uh, i did see one um one guy apparently raised all of his prices to uh whatever the limit was like it had to be a thousand bucks so he raised it to a thousand and one dollars and then when you come to the register there's a receipt that he can scan or a a coupon that he could scan that drops it back down to the normal price but that way he was able to do an end around and circumvent um this uh new shoplifting rule so that people wouldn't feel encouraged in his store that every single you know even a pack of gum was a thousand and one dollars until you uh, were able to use that fancy coupon so well, well this year in the malls the, the couple of times that i was there there was uh fully suited cops and not just a pair here and there they were at like every exit and uh, it took so much self-control not to walk up to them and and uh, find out what was going on and make trouble because I did control myself. I'm going to have to go in about 15 minutes, but some final thoughts on these subjects. Um, It is true that the state's economy is directly tied to their sports teams. And the names of these teams are, I mean, this is part of the mysticism. They're heavy symbols, they're heavy totems. And so when you move them around, you shuffle the energy of the cities. So that's going to be reflected when a team called the Raiders <laughs> is followed by crime. <laughs> what do you, you know, come on. That's like the biggest example, the easiest example. You look at Denver with the Broncos and they have Lucifer for crying out loud. I mean, you drive by the airport and you pass and you, you hail Lucifer, you know, just to make sure you have a safe flight. <laughs> that thing's out there. So that's, that's huge. Um, I think also, you know, oh, that thing killed the creator, didn't it? It's a huge oh, yeah. horse yeah. statue, and it collapsed on the, the man who made it and killed him. So it's already a blood sacrifice by its own creator. There, as much as I love that city, it's gotten really satanic, and they're proud of it. 
and it's it's a lot of fun i mean it's a lot of fun but you know that's that's what it is proud of it you know Peyton, all that kind of stuff so <laughs> that's very real <laughs> um but also you know one of the things with the train wrecks and that movie about the train and all that stuff and we're seeing all these cops everywhere all this crime culture coming up and being promoted it's like they really, really, really want you to believe that dystopia is happening, that we're on our way to dystopia, that yeah. that's what's going on. You know, one one of the things that I remember during 2020 was I really didn't go out very much because I just I, I have everything I need. Why do I need to go? So I ended up going to Walmart with a friend. And that was the most surreal thing that I had experienced there because they actually had machines in the parking lot this is an emergency, all this creepy, like crazy stuff. And you go in and people are following the dots and the lines and the, it was just sheer insanity, but it felt like walking onto some insane movie set. It's like, this is not, this isn't actually real because if you take all this stuff away, nobody's panicking. Everybody's fine. Everybody's shopping for dumb stuff. Come on. I mean, <laughs> we're all going to die. I need candles. Like toilet paper. Candles are legit. But your kitty pool, do you need a kitty pool? We were there for a kitty pool. Come on. The price is, <laughs> the price is right. I got to go to Walmart and get it tonight. I got to. I got to. I might have the Rona. And sorry, is that, I don't know if I can say that one, but <laughs> well, it, really, uh, it, it really just went to show you that people today worship at the idol of consumerism. Yes. Like they didn't really care about not being able to go to church. Like that was irritating, but not being able to shop and not be able to go out and buy all the things that that bothered people a lot. <laughs> well, if we're talking crime culture, I mean, <laughs> they were going to shut down the liquor stores and the dispensaries, but then they were like, Oh no, because I mean, think about it. Everybody who's reliant on the dispensaries for medicinal purposes, or even people who aren't, people who are reliant and hardcore alcoholics, are cannot be in those hospitals because that's what would happen. You shut those places down, you have thousands of people going through withdrawals. That's going to the hospital. That's going to skew your pandemic numbers. You know, if you're going to say that this pandemic's killing people, well, it would be right. Because that would have just led to riots flat out. Oh, you take yeah. away people's vices, especially when they're going to, you, you cannot tell people to sit home. Like this is one of the huge lessons we get out here is when people come here, they usually lose their mind within about three, four days because they can't take being in their own heads. And out here, you half the day, we don't even have power. There's not, you don't hear anything except for animal noises. Like nobody's talking to them. I, despite what it would appear like, because I'm a speaker, I don't really talk that much at home. It's, it's, I, I, I just don't. Um, so there's a lot of time in your head and people lose their shit and imagine they knew people were going to be home for six months. Could you imagine the riots they had, they would have had if people didn't have weed and, and booze to keep them settled down? Right, exactly. they want to tell you what to write about because the they only ones are happening Minneapolis, were Lake Street. Yeah, that was it. You know. Well, that's another thing that we could say happened this last year is that we saw the hint and the insinuation that things were going to be redone. It's going to happen again. Yeah. And I personally don't think that that's real. I think that's just like a an aftershock type of an effect where they can uh, finagle or bleed or or feed energy. 
um, off of the old most current event, you know, whereas it doesn't seem to me like it's uh, feasible or reasonable or possible to have an immediate round two, but they're constantly hinting at it, you know, and uh, it's this, uh, this prompt to be hypervigilant that they like to use so often about everything. But now it's like, they've got a, a hook, you know, in our lip, like, Oh, it's going to happen again. What are you going to do this time? You know, will you comply or not, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas I think, uh, I mean, what, uh, what Rachel said to me, that was how I felt during the whole thing when it happened in 2020. Um, I never saw the men in my local area start to have um, impromptu ad hoc congregation meetings at the corner of the end of the block and talk about what to do next. And anytime there's serious problems in my life, anytime there's serious problems of any kind, you notice all the older men and a few of the younger or middle-aged men, they find a way to get together and they stand around and they smoke cigarettes and they talk about what's going to happen. And to me, if that doesn't happen, then there's probably not anything that serious really going on because you're not getting the small local conference of what happens. What if they don't turn the power back on? You know, if the power is out for three days, you see the men in the neighborhood get together and start to coalesce like, OK, maybe they're not going to maybe we're going to be two weeks like this. What do we do? Do we have generators? Whatever the plan might be. And I right. never saw anything like that in 2020, you know. And so to me, that's a huge clue that nothing's that it's a simulacra and simulation. Mm -hmm. It's the Baudrillardian uh, hyper reality is happening that, you know, there's something happening. One point that could be made is because the drug legalities have been a very recent thing. When, when did Denver uh, legalize cannabis six, seven years ago? 2020 was three years ago so there could a case could be made that they understood that honestly uh, cannabis even though it's not addictive in the same way that like cocaine is anytime anytime that a person has any kind of a drug a lot of times drugs will make people complacent as long as i can get the drug i'm pretty happy you look at like younger people that are even on cannabis, super heavily on cannabis, they'll do just about anything. But as soon as you give them a sack of weed, they're happy. They don't want to do anything anymore. They aren't, they aren't willing to fight with nobody for nothing. Like they just want to go get high. That's all they want to do. They've got their weed. They want to get high mm -hmm. and drugs have an extreme power like that. And it, so the case could be made that knowing that they're about to, put us under control give them drugs first let oh, them yeah. all get alcohol, up. alcohol topples nations mm. absolutely especially i mean america is a huge huge example of that with tribes and i mean it, it just does i mean why do you think the irish people are still under the thumb i mean they're that was the thing that made me mad because they they stopped the uh the irish festival and and it just stopped after the pandemic. So it was like, okay, so now you're going to erect some statue of a minor. Let's remember the Irish as minors, okay? But let's not celebrate anything else about the culture except for St. Patrick's Day. What? A day with you just want us all to be remembered for drinking. Everybody's Irish today. No, you're all drunk today. You're all <laughs> captives today. <laughs> you're, you know, that's what you are. 
And then you throw psychedelics into the mix, right? Yes. Booze and cannabis, cannabis are one thing, but now it's all promoting that and the medical use of it. And <clears throat> they just want people completely out of their minds, unable to focus on what's potentially right in front of them because they're interacting with a hallucination or whatever yeah. is going on. But I really like your point, uh, Rachel, about the, making everything appear dystopian. <clears throat> Our... Uh, our roads are a really good example. So they've been working for more than eight months on a, a major bridge that is a major artery. They shut it down to half, made it uh, a small two lane and supposedly finished one side about a month ago. Well, they unveil it. And the first thing is like, kaboom, kaboom, <laughs> when you go over it and you try to get it on the off ramp and it's like, boom, the, the right tire goes all the way up and you hit the, the speed bump that wasn't supposed to be a speed bump. It's just a shitty job. And uh, I was walking along one day, they, they manicure the sidewalks. Whoa, they spent a lot of time with it, exact angles of every little curb. And uh, I'm walking along and they're cleaning up their mess from the sidewalk. And I, I just yelled, I couldn't, I couldn't contain myself. I'm like, you missed this spot. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Big hole in the road. Yeah. Well, me and Ben were noticing that when we, me and Ben got on a couple of ventures driving around looking to find a veggie burger in Las Vegas because neither one of us eat meat. And uh, you can go 20 or 30 miles in any direction and good luck. God bless you if you're looking for one. Have fun. But um, there was brand new highways there and we're trucking along. And I mean, it's in the desert, so you don't have to worry too much about weather, I guess. But it's just like kadoosh kadoosh like the way that they've got the whole thing sewed together it's like man did they just take the money for the contract and then literally roll out the a1 cheapest guys the cheapest materials or what you know and i know i know yeah it does it props up the illusion of dystopianism right like we are more substantially okay in the world than we've ever been I mean, like everything's electrified. Everything's I, casually, I easily. So that I still think that that's not all necessarily a show. I think we're at the end of the empire. This empire is going to collapse. And we're just, we're seeing all of that, that it can't maintain its own weight. Because that, that's what's happened with every empire historically is it, it's not resources that are a problem and people that are a problem. It's the shift of the resources. So at the beginning of empires, you see the majority of the resources are going to the to the working class. And then you will have like even in prison. When I was in prison, this was like this. Like if you talk to the older guys, they're like, yeah, there was one warden and one colonel. And then by the time the 2000s hit, there's five wardens and six under wardens. And, you know, everything has to have 12 guys that don't do a fucking job. And the same thing applies to government. And the thing is, is by its very nature, of course, every government entity wants to keep collecting money in order to keep itself going. Like when I was in the army. If we did not spend a certain money on certain things, like an example was the year that we uh, we had some old cuck V's and we'd just gotten new Humvees. Now, a hum we all know what a Humvee is, but a cuck V was just basically an old piece of shit truck that was basically the thing that was used before the Humvee. Now, we had money that we needed to spend, so they ordered a bunch of front end stop protectors for the front ends of these cuck V's 
knowing that this was an obsolete vehicle anyways, that we were just next year going to trade those out, throw them away and get switch over to entirely Humvees. But we had to spend that money. And if we didn't spend it next year, we would have less money to spend because they'd be like, well, last year we gave you a hundred thousand and you only spent 80. So obviously you only need 80. And so that becomes where you need to spend that in order to maintain your business. It's like anything else. It's going to try and keep growing, keep getting better. And we're at the position now where the top end of almost everything is completely outweighing the bottom end. There's no skilled people that know how to produce work, no laborers. Uh, On the flip side, a hundred bosses, like you walk into any fucking store in the mall, there's some 18 year old who's never worked a job ever. And, but she's a manager and she is super snotty and ready to show you that I'm a manager of this place and blah, blah. And you're like, all right, kid, holy shit. Settle down. (laughs) You know, it's all titles now. Yeah. So I would, I would say that both, I I would say that both is true then. Yeah. I, I agree that, uh, they, we are at the place where resources aren't being applied for a long enough period of time that infrastructure is failing and they like the idea that that represents more and a different type of a dystopia than what, you know, we are experiencing the beginning of some dystopian qualities, but not the blade runner bullshit, uh, steampunk dystopia that they've been feeding us with all these, uh, novels and movies, you know? So there's, to me, there's some kind of, Oh, I wanted people to know too. Commercial utility cargo vehicle. I just got my Mad Max mobile. <laughs> Don't fuck it up. Yeah, well, I mean, I saw the footage. You made some great footage with it. <laughs> That's okay. Everyone has their Hunger out. Games outfits. God damn. Yeah, I was just going to point out that the Roman Empire took 500 years to fall. Yeah. Right? Wow. So it's not, it's not an overnight thing. And that's one of the, you know, because there's so much doomsday porn going around. It doesn't mean you shouldn't be responsible and be able to take care of yourself and have the pow- the inner power of that. But uh, it's it's not what they say. I've got two good videos here, uh, interviews of Brennan Sterling talking about the financial collapse PSYOP. And uh, he's pretty good at demonstrating how we're not actually in inflation. We are in a deflationary period. Look at the graphs. It's just everybody capitalizing on oh we they we, we expect inflation therefore we're just going to keep raising our prices well there was inflation temporarily and then it changes and they never talk about it that's right the economy itself is enacted as a weapon against all of us the economy capital e economy in quotes that everyone's talking about the health of the economy in the economy the economy whatever that is no one can decide or agree upon what is an economy people bring in like bitcoin and magic internet money and gold is the best thing or like well maybe just clean water would be the best thing to have if we all had clean water we could drink it immediately maybe that's the most valuable thing and now we're seeing like weather modifications and controls and like the movie water world that type of idea. So with the economy and jobs and that vice grip on the bank accounts of creators, you were talking about the Canadian truckers. Did they raise a lot of money? 
They did. Oh, the yeah. idea, the idea of it brought a lot of energy and money to a place in a purse, and then that purse was hijacked and stolen and redirected, so it didn't go to its intended audience so that very thing of or we're raising money to fight can i say the c word rhymes with uh, a ranger named prancer let's raise money let's stand up to fight it let's raise money for it but then where does that money go but you get your name on a nice little pink badge on a website somewhere what is it really doing mm -hmm. so what balderson has been teaching us about the energy that we have, we wake up, we have energy, we eat good food, and then we have to decide, well, what do we need today? Well, those decisions are already made for you when you don't have a roof over your head. It's gonna rain, I better build a roof over my head. When we're living in a situation where people wake up, roll over, log into their Minecraft server and decide, well, what am I gonna do today in my Minecraft world? It's not the real world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when you develop habits of young people giving them cell phones and computers they don't want to build cars to go anywhere they want to build more powerful computers to play the new video game that all their friends are playing and being severely disappointed in so any of these new triple a titles from the biggest studios are so disappointing to all these people but they'll play them anyway yeah Funny, mildly related story is I got my son some new tech for Christmas, couldn't control myself. I just did it. And uh, <clears throat> so I, I went over the yesterday in, in hopes of just getting a look at it because he doesn't live with me and it was all hooked up at his dad. So I went over and um, and then this might be back to the masculine feminine conversation. Oh, Rachel's gone. I missed to say goodbye. Uh, thank you so much for coming to let her know, Jim, for sure. Uh, and, uh, and so I walk into my son's room, haven't been there for a little while and I go to sit down and it's like, ah, this is frightening. I can't sit there. So I, I just kind of moved something, but then that revealed that there was a big pile of something scary over to the right. And then next thing, you know, I start digging like I'm an excavator and it's layer after layer after layer of, uh, often the clothes that I have, uh, I have bought him and somehow they've ended up in this, you know, like and the pillows and it was just like insane so that's that's how that's how moms think right i went in thinking oh wouldn't that be nice i'll share a little uh, game time with my son and i just ended up pissing him off royally because like it's time to clean your room the katamari damasi clothing pile over there and is that why jordan peterson told us to wash our penis and clean our bedrooms you you that's really that's really funny though that uh you know, mom's trying to play it cool, but she's like, bro, I bought you this game and this is a mess. You didn't even clean up first. It, well, you know? he wasn't smart, right? If, if he thought it through that it, he would have, he would have thought, oh, mom's going to come and see my room and, and start cleaning. If I, if I <laughs> everything, you got to at least shove everything into the one closable door and then exactly. put something heavy in front of it, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's I, right. I lived, I've lived on my own since I was like 15. And I think I was 19, I got married. And my mom came and stayed at my house with my kids. So my wife and I could go have alone time, at, you know, not at home. And I get home and she starts lighting me up, like, cause she found like an outfit of my wife's in the bedroom by the bed. And I'm like, 
like how perverted we are. Cause my, my mom was a Baptist pastor and real uptight. I'm like, why the fuck were you in my room? Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> what did you expect to be in there? I'm married for God's sake. You kidding me? <laughs> That's hilarious. And I like, uh, Karen's got a good solution here. You would make, make your son's room a separate structure. Yeah. So I'm probably better off that I, I don't live there and get to see it every day. Oh man. Yeah. <clears throat> so what oh, I wanted people to know that a uh, commercial utility cargo vehicle is a real acronym. I want to defend Ben Baldison just in case anyone thought he was using military slang and calling that vehicle a cuck V. The acronym is actually C-U-C-V. So just wanted, because I had to look it up like a cuck V. What? Because cuck is such I, a popular. I didn't make it up. <laughs> yeah. Such a popular term nowadays. We that, always uh, tell the truth. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, back in the 90s, that wasn't a popular term getting thrown around. Nobody really thought of it. You know, it's, it's right. no different than I, I, it was hilarious when I was working at, oh, for Pete's sake. Is that a barfer? <laughs> Something. <laughs> when I was working at uh, Montgomery Wards when I was uh, 17. This guy goes in and for all of his life, he'd said, you know, door dykes because it was a part of a fridge. And he's like, and he says door dykes and there's two lesbian women right there and they just get all pissed off. And, you know, in his mind, the two things didn't translate together. He's not thinking anything. He's like, it's a, it's a door dyke. <laughs> I hope or, those or two even, women started a band and used that name for their band. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, anything else I missed last year that you guys can think of that's weird? I mean, we had like a couple of wars at least. Mm -hmm. right? <laughs> all of 2023 being the strangest Discordian occulted year of all time of all time. Mm -hmm. There were some weird things that happened. It's pretty weird. Mm -hmm. I, I, I kind of wanted to just dip back before we get off this, though, and state that it's everything's just happening faster so anybody that thinks that the food that we're finding in the supermarket that food was always shit you're crazy like there was but at one point in time when they started telling people quit making your own food look this food that we'll give you is amazing it's got quality assurance it's got all these things and look how good it tastes and it did taste good back then like when the soda pop had real sugar in it and things like that and more natural ingredients. And it's it, over time, they took and they switched it to this shit product. Well, now we're in such a quick in time where a company can start with a good product. And as soon as their name hits, boom, it's a shit product. Because now people don't care. They just want that name. Once the name is out there and that name is the cool name, they don't need to make a good product anymore at all. Uh, take, I have a generator down below. And when I went to go move off grid, I said, I'm going to be living off a generator a lot. So I'm going to go get a Cummings generator from Cummings. I'm going to sit down with the Cummings representative, talk to him about what I'm doing and my needs and all that. And so that way I'm set for life. I get a fucking Cummings gem generator. Cost me seven or eight grand and he the representative told me i've you know sat down picked it all out well the uh 
one of the primary components went out within three months and they won't warranty it because I'm off grid and that generator is not made for off grid. And so, and the part of it is $3,500. So like half the cost of the generator and Cummings don't give one shit. And they're supposed to be the most classic, you know, reliable name brand you can imagine. And that's just dead. They don't care about that, but people still want a Cummings. Right. The branding works and then they take the quality out of the brand and most people don't notice. It makes me think of, uh, to, to Ben's point, there was a kid who did a great science project for the science fair and he had his little three panel display and it said, um, how much sawdust can you put into the chocolate chip cookies before people notice, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, and as much as we hate to think of it as being real yeah. that, you know, it may not be something as simple as sawdust, but yes, they are constantly, it's you know, Parmesan like cheese. It's, yeah. Well, <laughs> no, that would be very expensive cookies, Alan. Parmesan cheese instead of uh, no, the, the <clears throat> sawdust is into the Parmesan cheese. Oh, yeah, literally cheese. in the Parmesan cheese. Yes, it is. Or like most bread is made, industrial bread, most of mm -hmm. it's made with clay in the dough because it helps to clean the dough hooks of the cleaning process. So you're putting bentonite clay directly into the bread. And so people say, what, there's clay in my bread? Yeah, like, yeah, they make it that way because if you're going to make 100,000 loaves of bread this week or more, then yeah, you're going to really have to efficiently uh, make the cleaning process. We all know, you know, if you've ever made any kind of pastries at home, yes, the, the like you know so when you eat fresh and do yoga at subway as a sandwich artist you're also eating the yoga mat <laughs> <That's right. laughs> that isn't healthy there you go there you go well there is a, a note from you alan about um were you meaning to possibly yeah. talk about the alien invasion side yeah. as as far as weird stories go we've always had this idea in Americana of the Roswell incident and the flying saucer over the White House and the movie Independence Day and all this sort of tied up with militarism, American ideals, World War II victories, and then UFOs and flying saucers and believing that the aliens from another place, I don't know where they are arriving from will speak english they will land on the white house and biden won't call them a dog-faced pony soldier and we'll have world peace so we had an alien invasion see i didn't know that well we've got two days three days left if if they can if they well, there's can been a huge disclosure beth from whistleblowers inside of the government claiming that we have actual uh, nuts and bolts aircraft that there's allegedly bodies on ice or DNA that's been captured. And so they're, you know, the whole um, idea of Project Bluebeam and then bringing out some kind of factual disclosure about, um, they used to call them UFOs. Now I guess they call them AEPs. Um, so yeah, my I knew that it was uh, hitting the, the general public when my brother, who is not into any of this uh, high strange conspiracy stuff, started uh, sending me private messages and being like, have you heard about this? You should look into this, some of this stuff. So I listened to the Joe Rogan interview with the uh, with the whistleblower. And of course, that, that ties us right back to what you said into the idea of controlled opposition, psyops, limited hangouts, damage yeah. control, paralleling operations, et cetera, et cetera, you know. Which... Right, right, but because by all logic, that would just make them look like idiots. But the the, mm -hmm. the it, it's just a matter of degree, right? So they'd rather is it is it that they'd rather be seen as an idiot for that 
rather than the reality of what's going on? What What do you think is happening? Yeah, I think that if you listen to the headline where they talk about alien invasions, well, there's another, we have borders, Canada, America, Mexico. We have people from overseas and war-torn areas who are, as aliens being flown in and dropped off in certain cities. So if there's a population displacement thing happening as an alien invasion, then yes, we are going through an alien invasion 2023. And that continues into the next year until someone says, hey, that's the alien invasion. It's not little green men. It's these other people from other countries from warmer climates being shipped into Minneapolis and Minnesota where it's very, very cold. And then they get a really cool little hat and they they're taught to layer and survive <laughs> eight months of winter. And they're all very miserable. And these people are already very angry and they hate the great Satan America. I don't know how that's going to go. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, exactly. That's, that's a, that's a tiptoe topic that we might have to be like, let's figure something out. So I, I think that part of the reason that we're seeing the push on this is they realized that the uh, biological enemy has not had the quite the effect that they had hoped for. Exactly. Um, when you stop and look at it, uh, the WHO came up with their little uh, worldwide agreement that basically said, if there's another pandemic, we are the superpower of everything and we're in charge of everything ever. And so they, they set that up and they thought that the biological weapon would basically give them a one world government. And uh, that just didn't pan out. There's a whole bunch of countries opting out of it. Um, they did get, you know, a number to jump in and try and push it, but there it's not having the worldwide blanket effect that they wanted in any way, shape or form, which then just brings back to the classic uh, conspiracy. Uh, Reagan even said it. If we want to have a one world government, we need to have an uh, enemy like an alien. And so it seems like they're basically just, they have a lot of patience for them to set Fallback things up. Like, yeah. They got no problem setting things up years ahead of time. And I think we're in the beginning stages of the opening of that because the biological enemy just, we had the war on drugs. We obviously can't defeat drugs. Drugs like won. Yeah, drugs won the war no on drugs. drugs. <laughs> then we had the war on terror. We can't defeat terror. It's a concept. We can't fucking mm -hmm. defeat a concept. Then, you know, now we've had the war on COVID which again, but the thing problem with COVID is there's still too many people that own a fucking microscope and can have arguments about these things. When we come down to the space argument, the only people that can be involved are countries that have had enough money to supposedly be in the space race, which is an extraordinarily limited number of countries to and even enter into that argument. So only the most masculine countries can shoot rockets, penis shaped rockets into the air and celebrate. Well, that's another thing that happened this year. India made it to the moon. Yeah. Right. Good job, India. <laughs> yeah. Good. The footage was great. <laughs> yeah. 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 Not as good well, as you wanted to be in the space race in the 80s. That was the footage. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, just a little bit back to the health thing. They did try the zombie mm. deer virus. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, currently is- going around also. That one is currently going around. Right. Right. That jumps. It's a jumper. Jumps. And it said that in the headline. It's a, It jumps from the zombie deers to the uh, people's. Yeah, good. Yeah, jumps from headlines onto smartphones. <laughs> yeah, that's the jumper. Exactly, exactly. I did try to get a doctor, my my aunt, to tell me how viruses jump. Uh, about four years ago, at the very beginning, I just I just want to know, like, is it you know jumping on the cardboard, jumping off the cardboard? <laughs> you need like you need a launch pad or whatever. But that's kind of old. Oh dear, yes. Oh dear, exactly. No, I to, to, to Ben's point about space, I think. Uh, it moves the authority of the argument back to their experts. Cause as yeah. we all know, looking into this kind of stuff, one of the main thing that happens to you is like, I remember when me and Jim really started getting off the deep end and uh, flat earth and stuff. Um, we both realized like, Hey, we feel like this Renaissance reinvigoration of interest in the world because we've undermined our belief in authority figures that have told us that they've worked out the science, they've worked out the astro- astronomy, et cetera, et cetera. And so if they move their, uh, their focus of interest in the media, back to a position where their experts and their authorities have the final say, then that gives them kind of, to me, it's kind of like playing a zone defense to keep the sports ball analogies rolling here. You know, zone defense doesn't, it doesn't give you, it's, it's low risk, but high reward, you know, because it's safe playing it safe. And to me, that seems logical that they're playing it safe. Like we better you, go back to our Roswell type. Out. You keep strategy. them from getting a touchdown. You're 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 allowing them to make progress, but never make progress past where you want it to be. That's right. We'll yeah. we'll give you some yards, but you can't get to the end zone. Right. For example, when uh, you know X became, or pardon me, Twitter became X, and uh, and supposedly we have an uncensored platform. Which uh, you know I take with a grain of salt. I'm not a I'm not a hook line and sinker kind of girl, but. Uh, but so going there, one of the first thing I, I discovered is I'm very popular with prostitutes. <laughs> Congratulations. So what, you don't have censorship, you got prostitutes and bots. Or cheese pizza. <laughs> that was the other big yeah. of the year is people are going to say, if you take the first letter from cheese and the first letter from pizza and you say those letters together, that is the great fear of an open internet where people are going to post pictures <laughs> of... The worst, the worst possible thing, thing you can imagine, and they're going to flood also, your free speech also, platform, and you're going to be responsible for hosting it. Also, anti-Semitism. That's the two I always hear for uh, the the you have free speech. We're going to have uh, the old kitty stuffs, and like, there's already laws against that, yeah. guys. Like, I don't even understand, like. When you say that there's free speech, if somebody has that, that's illegal right there. That is not covered in free speech. Like, so I don't understand how that's mm. even ever an argument. If that's, that's a strong man. yeah, and and honestly, I think we're gonna see a real big rise in prostitution. Um, and that's gonna stem out of the you saw during this transition in the uh uh covid so many girls moved to only fans and so Not they got women. used to getting money 
for their sexuality and guys got used to that thing also you saw you even see things where like a lot of these liberal guys are talk about how they're supporters and everything and now they're some kind of a hero because they're jacking off to some girl on the internet and supporting her like really weird but now that that has basically collapsed and so now i think we're gonna the only fans thing according to the media anyways has collapsed and and most of that the craze of it the same the same with podcasting where if you go back five years ago mm-hmm. podcasters or even you know five six years ago podcasters they were doing well you were able to make some money if you had a reasonably successful podcast now if you have a reasonably successful podcast you might get some bubble gum and uh you know some nice letters like it's so in order to keep up that lifestyle nobody wants to go back and start doing harder work like that sucks <laughs> so i think you're gonna see a, a rise in that and i think that might be symptomatic of what you're talking about right there i think you're gonna see a real rise in that and then also with so many educated people out there this is one of the things that we've seen in the last 10 years is with all these college kids and no jobs to open for these kids that are highly educated, they end up working at McDonald's, like, you know, doing things like that, working at Starbucks. Like, and so that's also shifting the entire dynamic. (laughs) Super interesting. Right. And now all them low level jobs are just not there that's the uh, capital e economy as the weapon against culture and culture creation is so important that's what we attempt to do every saturday night when we're doing our streams it's like let's create new humor funny interesting weird unusual stuff to talk about because we don't want to focus on the UAP story, the Project Blue Bean, the Doos, the the Doom. Kardashian butt stuff. implant went wrong. How could it go right? What would what would <laughs> yeah? What would right look like exactly? What would a successful Kardashian? Third cheek, obviously, guys. Do? Come on, the third cheek. Third cheek. Innovate, move yeah. up into something new, different, exciting. <laughs> Bonus hole. Bonus hole. Yeah, well, then that opens a whole market for new couches. Oh my gosh. Human furniture. My, yeah, my we, also had bon- we also had bonus hole this year. Yes. That was great. Bonus hole. Bonus hole was on the bingo board. Yeah. And we all lost that game for talking about yeah. bonus hole. Yeah, they 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 are they have moved the attack on men, which that's that's the very interesting thing. And we're not gonna start winning this fight until they take away that divide with with realizing that uh like they've been attacking men forever and it was okay to call guys sperm donors. And that was funny for years, but now that birthing people, that's a problem. And now they've been. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, froze up. I, frozen, not frozen. Frozen, not frozen. Oh, it, it's been okay. Got it. Got it. Yes. Yes. So the thought I was finishing was with with Patreon and OnlyFans. OnlyFans and Patreon were both platforms for artistic, creative people to then have people 
provide them funding so that they could create more of the interesting, funny, unusual content that they wanted because Hollywood wasn't producing movies they were interested in. Musicians in the major record labels were just under contracts and they weren't creating anything that resembled art. It was all algorithmically decided by a boardroom what the pop star was going to wear and dress and what her theme was going to be for the year. Someone like, I don't know, Rhymes is Raylor Smith or something, whoever that person is. You know, it's like there's there's one or two or three pop stars. Well, Balderson is saying with the, the podcasters, this goes back to like the YouTube culture where AdSense account. You get an AdSense account on YouTube. You say the right things. You do the right dance at the right time. Do the right song, and you could be making six figures a year and become an influencer. That was sort of the carrot at the end of a stick that they dangled in front of everybody. With giving everyone a camera, everybody became a filmmaker and everybody became a content producer. Now, if the film wasn't something interesting, it became well, I have a naked body. And people are interested in naked bodies all the time. So it went down to that level, which is, you know, fine. Like, uh, that's it's a beautiful body. We don't have to be prudish about that. But when all the art became on OnlyFans and Patreon, a way for people to play dress up, take pictures, undress, take more pictures, and then expect to receive all money when the whole Internet is comprised of pictures of kittens take that how you will kittens <laughs> we've seen so many pictures of kittens and all variations of the word at some point men are going to get bored of pictures of kittens there you have it <clears throat> well you guys we're coming up on the second hour which is a little bit of my uh my end time because i'm i go to bed early now i used to be a like staunch late night person i thought that that was just in my genetics i'm like my aunt and uh, <clears throat> to to shift my health uh, some months ago i shifted my whole circadian rhythm and it's good it's very very good it really works actually it's good for sleep you do your body does all kinds of things at the right time and uh, so I can't stay on, but I want to make sure and let people know where to go and find if you want to keep having fun. Maybe you guys will have an after party I can turn on or something like that. But here is the YouTube. Uh, I'll, I'll post this one more time mm -hmm. at the bottom of the chat so people know where to find all of those great streams. We've had fantastic people in here contributing. They're just right in sync with you somehow. The timing has been perfect for all this awesome stuff. And that's what a weave is, where that's everyone's me. in sync and brain horns are up. And Jem, what is it? What are the brain horns? The brain horns. Right there. Yeah. yeah. That's how That's how we live in your mind. Yeah, via brain horns. Via brain horns. <laughs> not sure you're understanding what we're saying, then come on over to the Weaving Spiders web <laughs> channel on YouTube. And we will help you to fully comprehend the brain horn anomaly that's happening inside your own head there every Saturday night. There you go. Well, that's a great uh, lure over there. And you got me. You got my attention. I'd love to do this again sometime in the Absolutely. new year. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Up. You can come over and join us on uh, on a weave. You know, we'll have to keep you up late. That's true. But, um, you know, you can always do the first 90 minutes and then uh, yes. keep your circadian contract. Well, while to. we have the uh, uh, reputation of being very masculine and we are the best beard-based show on the interwebs, <laughs> uh, uh, there are quite a few girls that come in, including like Rachel and Andy and uh, 
we have some other girls that pop in and but just the main guys right here so but absolutely feel free to come in all right i just realized that link i'm sharing is not working i'm not sure how i did that wrong the odin's alchemy link on rockfin and also that's oh that's way. where you're also streaming okay good and uh alanmarcus.com will contain the links to the past streams for people looking to oh. replay some of the older stuff and, and that is a real website, and that link will work as Alan it Marcus. It is Marcus. a real website now, real. as there are multiple web pages all connected in this web that we're building. It took me a little while to figure out how to connect a web page to another web page and build a website. Web weavers. Okay, and I realize what's happening. StreamYard is dropping in words I didn't, I didn't use at all. So I know how to do this now. <laughs> you have to actually look before you hit the go button. I'm still learning that. Thank you, Billy. I hate it when they copy. You're you the copy man. paste, and then there's extra stuff. You're like, no, I just copy pasted that one thing. Sean, <laughs> you, yeah, I was just gonna tell you, it's like you look like you've been drinking. Right I got delivered some fresh coffee, and I'm not gonna wait. Ooh, nice. <laughs> and I wanted to go back to the beer comments about being, that being strong men. Did you know that it's actually estrogen promoting? So that's why they invented beer in the first place to keep to keep men having yeah yeah especially the higher uh, hmm. the higher hops beers are super yeah that's actually yeah actually when you look uh, I have a whole book that's got probably like 500, 600 recipes of beer and only one of them has hops hops actually has it's something like fifty times the cytoestrogen that soy does so when everybody's like soy boys. Well, there's a reason that all the guys drinking all the beer have boobs and everything else because you are sucking down mad amounts of estrogen. Exactly. Exactly. I want to make sure and let people know that Robert Phoenix is going to be coming on tomorrow to talk about the archetypes in astrology and especially some of the relevant ones right now. I want to know more about Capricorn because my son is a Capricorn. And I don't know anything about it. He doesn't sound like a Capricorn. I just, there's something off. And then someone came and ruined it and said that astrology system is completely wrong and that he's really. Sagittarius. So there's a huge uh, rift in an argument in the astrological world between tropical and sidereal. And uh, so, yeah, good luck. Robert Phoenix is a good, he'll, he'll yeah. have the answers. To Robert's, the uh, Robert's awesome. He's you a bet. Yeah. He's down to earth, pretty solid, pretty grounded. And uh, he had me on once and then he was on Alpha Vedic and I saw it was an excellent interview. He's got a head full of knowledge like crazy. So we're going to have a great discussion. I think uh, three in the afternoon is going to be that. So come and join us again if you like and um, go follow all of these guys on the platforms that they're on. Ben, I know you're on Fakebook. Sean's on Fakebook. Uh, Alan and, and I think I found Jim, I think I found you on Fakebook as well. Did I? He oh, doesn't no. use that account, but it's there. It's oh, there, I might have one. Use it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I haven't been there in years. Where do you like? <laughs> well, you guys have a Telegram channel, do you not? I should be there. We do. We have yeah, a Half the spiders really like Telegram, and then the other half are like like the old person Facebook. Right, right. Do you want to drop your Telegram link in the chat? Yeah, I was just gonna grab it here for you, and I'll put that in the chat right now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Chimanti is a good guy. He's uh, he does sidereal. Also. Oh, I dropped He's it in the in the show chat here. Okay, perfect. That's Let's great, see. and uh, that's where I spend most of my time as well on on social media. Although I'm trying to be more active in other ways, but. Um, 
Oh, she, I want to go ahead and grab this link for you guys. My computer keeps doing something different. So yeah, I think if people go on Telegram and just search for weaving spiders, they'll find stuff and then they'll find us. We're in other chats too. There's a whole community of similar, like-minded, interesting, creative individuals sharing the funniest humor on a place where we can say those things. Very good. That's awesome. <clears throat> and uh, while we're waiting for that link, I'll also share the chat. This is where the conversation can happen. The King Hero uh, interview show up there and some good discussion has evolved over time. The, the main fear porners are out of there because they're tired of me going, controlled up alert. <laughs> <laughs> Get <'em. laughs> yeah. So uh, did you send me the link there? I see a couple of new. Yeah, lots, lots and lots of fear porn. And while I do think uh, I do think we're at the end of this civilization, that it is naturally falling apart. In no way do I find that fearful. Uh, when you look, when the Roman Empire fell apart, the the things that you knew about the Roman Empire was the Senate and the rich basically had everything. All the all the people that were in the underclasses were just slaves that were getting raped and pillaged by their own leaders. Uh, they had giant sex parties, everybody getting drunk and fucked up and being worthless. And then when they get conquered. While the Huns are typically considered barbarians and did things like ride around with meat underneath their saddle to tenderize it, Huns also believed in uh, fidelity of marriage and equality, things like that, where moralistically, when you look, the more barbaric societies have a higher moral standard and things, when they were conquered, they were conquered by a much more moralistic society. So one could say that, you know, things got much better from that perspective. I, I would rather see a, a society where it's not okay for a, a man to go ahead and take a little kid and shove his genitals in his face and say, oh, yeah, but I'm I'm whatever sexuality i i don't care what sexuality you are dude get your, your your junk out of my kid's face you know and it should be okay for me to attack that man physically and in uh, the moral society that would be okay and in another in the society this collapsing one like the roman one everything's got to go through courts blah 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 and all this and that so so where we are that's where we are. Yep. Yep. Keep shaking your head and talking to your friends instead. <laughs> and uh, don't forget the hashtag weaving spiders welcome on social media. So hashtag is always a good way to find, especially when you guys are many and there's, and you're looking for one. So uh, yeah, fantastic. You guys, this was super fun. I had some really good laughs out loud and that was my main secret agenda. <laughs> well, thanks for having us, Beth. We really appreciate it. This is a good time. First time spiders have been out of the web, I think. So Ah, there you go. There you go. Well, I'm glad I asked. Yep. Okay, everyone. Well, have a beautiful rest Love of your you, day. See you again. Love you too, Ben, very much. Thank you for, for coming. Give thanks, Rachel Beth. a kiss for us, Jim. Thank you. Will do. Okay. Okay, fantastic. Bye, guys. Well, Bye for now. <laughs>